Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Capes and Japes. Uh, we are doing a, uh, late night holiday recording. Um, and as is usually the case with our late night recordings, uh, I mean, it's not that late. Um, but our later than usual recordings, uh, the internet decided not to be our friend. And so we are talking on the phone to each other. I had like, to call Olivia on the phone like it's 1999. <laughs> I got the angriest Discord message that just says, fine, I'll call you on to get phone. I was too mad to correct the typos. <laughs> it communicated it communicated it very well. Um <laughs> but that's that's how dedicated we are to bringing you podcasts uh on this uh labor day cuz today for day is labor day um and uh, like every labor day i labored yeah <laughs> so, oh god my phone oh oh is that hummingbird trying to break out the hummingbird's trying to escape <laughs> y'all every time i call olivia on the phone it sounds like like the static pattern just sounds like a hummingbird flying around Olivia's trapped a hummingbird in her phone. Anyway, if I sound like I'm big sleepy, it's because there was a three-day weekend and I worked all of it. <sighs> Capitalism is hell. It's a nightmare. Yep. Uh, unfortunate. Anyway, who are we talking about, Olivia? We are today talking about, uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, Captain Marvel Jr., despite actually, uh, being the same age, if not older, than Captain Marvel himself. Um, but, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes them's the breaks. Um, so, um, Freddy, uh, Freddy was introduced in, uh, 1941, um, in Wiz Comics, um, which was one of the, uh, the Fawcett comic series that, uh, Captain Marvel appeared in. Um, he was, uh, not the, uh, the first Captain Marvel sidekick. Um, we, um, I think we mentioned last time when we talked about Mary, um, that, uh, there were, uh, a series of sidekicks called the Lieutenant Marvel, who were a bunch of boys who were all also named Billy Batson, who could all also transform into superheroes. Um, but that's, you know, as far as sidekick concepts goes, uh, that's not especially strong, which you could probably see from the fact that they kind of faded out of existence pretty quickly. Um... But, you know, uh, Captain Marvel is, you know, wildly popular, um, selling like hotcakes. People can't get enough of this boy who turns into an adult superhero man. Um, and so they're like, okay, let's, you know, let's create some more, some more, uh, Captain Marvel spinoff characters. Um, so, uh, they, um... Uh, he's created by, uh, Ed Heron, who's the writer and editor, and, uh, uh, Mac Rayboy is the artist. Um, and he's first introduced, uh, in this, uh, crossover event. Um, I, even, even in the 40s, they were having comics crossover events. Um... This one is mostly just kind of two superheroes fight the same guy instead of 87 superheroes are entangled in a battle for, you know, the existence of reality as we know it. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's still happening. Um, so, uh, the crossover was about, uh, Captain Marvel and another superhero called, uh, Bullet Man whose outfit is very silly, um... Gotta love Bullet Man. <laughs> Bullet Man, you know, that I think 
there's probably a lot of reasons why uh, Captain Marvel has lasted into the present day and Bullet Man has not. Um, a lot but, of reasons. A whole bunch of them. Um, but they, um, they're fighting a, um, a supervillain named, uh, Captain Nazi, um, who, you know, it's pretty straightforward as far as, uh, is this guy evil? Well, his name's Captain Nazi, so I'm gonna go with yes. Um. I mean, he's a Nazi. Yeah. Captain Nazi was, uh, not, like, an actual play on Captain America, as far as I know. I don't, I, I'm not sure when he was created. He might have come first. Um, but it's a very similar story to Captain America, just evil. He's like, you know, a dude who was experimented on, uh, to give him superpowers and become this, you know, super soldier, but by Hitler instead of by America. Um, so he's, you know, he's out there, he's doing, he's doing Nazi things, he's, he's very evil, it's World War II, everyone knows the Nazis are very bad and superheroes need to fight them. Um, and, uh, unlike in 2019 where people are like, well, maybe Nazis aren't so bad, and it's like, no! Yeah, listen, we made superheroes fight them! Superheroes only fight just the worst people you can find! why we have superheroes um billy batson would be so disappointed in us um he would uh but so over the course of this uh crossover event um the character of captain marvel jr is created um because uh during this uh battle uh billy punches captain nazi so hard that he goes flying into a lake where, uh, a young boy named, uh, Freddie Freeman happens to be fishing with his, uh, his grandfather? Yeah, his grandfather. Um, and they're like, oh my god, a man just fell into this lake! And they, uh, fish him out of the lake because they're good-hearted. And then they're like, oh no, he's a Nazi, and they put him back. They put him back in the lake. Um, they, they, they fish the man out of the lake, uh, Captain Nazi wakes up, uh, throws this old man into the lake, uh, and, uh, hits this child with an oar. Um, so, you know, just, uh, just wakes up and immediately does some evil. Um, and, uh, Billy, like, coming onto the scene, uh, is... Too late to save this old man, but does take Freddy to a hospital. Um, and Freddy ends up in, a a pretty, a pretty bad state. Um. How hard did he get hit by this ore? Well, this, it was a very strong, evil man. So, pretty hard. Um, also it's the 40s, so hospitals weren't as good. <laughs> Medical science hasn't advanced terribly far. Um, so, um, so, uh, Billy finds out that, you know, uh, Freddy's not doing great. He, you know, he might not wake up. He might not make it. Um, he goes, uh, he goes to his good friend, the wizard Shazam, and he says, hey, I, I'm really upset about what happened to this child. Is there anything you can do? with your magic wizard powers to, uh, save his life. And Shazam's like, well, that's not really my thing. Um, but you could maybe give him some of your power. Uh, I don't know. This is your problem. (laughs) You deal with it. Bye. The Um, wizard's like, I'm a wizard, not a cleric. (laughs) It's right in the name. Come on. Um, so, um, so, Billy, uh, Billy does that, uh, Freddy is, uh, given the ability, uh, like Billy, to transform into a, uh, super-powered version of himself, 
Um, he does not age when he does, um, which is also true uh, for Mary initially in these early comics. Billy's the only one who becomes an adult. Um, is that because he has all the powers and everybody else just has a little bit of the powers? Or did they just I, want to be all like, well, I, teen it, it sidekicks might, are big. Yeah, it might be hand-waved as that. I think it's mostly they, like, wanted a teen sidekick, even though it makes for, like, a pretty weird dynamic when everybody perceives you as the teen sidekick of a boy who is probably younger than you. Or is um, your twin. Yeah, you know, is literally your twin. Um, it's fine. Um, one of the things about Freddy's powers is that, um, he, he doesn't say Shazam to activate them. Um, he says Captain Marvel. He says the words Captain Marvel. Um, well, which I guess is like, I guess his powers came from Captain Marvel, but they're still like the Shazam powers. But I mean, is um, is the wizard literally named Shazam? Yes. There you go. True. Um, Where'd the, Billy get his powers? Shazam. So he Shazam. yells Shazam. Where'd so Freddy get Shazam. his powers? Captain Marvel. So he yells Captain Marvel. That's true. The one, the one real hitch in this is he does decide to call himself Captain Marvel Jr. So he literally can't tell anybody his superhero name. Just with, like Shazam now. Just like Shazam now can't say that. Um, but this, so Freddy's really, Freddy's been dealing with this problem. Uh, for, for a bit. Um, I did read that, like, the main reason they had, uh, Freddy do this in a medicine, um, is so it would remind people to buy the main Captain Marvel comics. Um, I mean, fair. Like, you would be reading Captain Marvel Jr. and be like, I wonder if there's a senior version of this guy. And then he would yell, Captain Marvel! And you'd be like, oh yeah! There's gotta be. There must be. Um, it's, 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 um, it's very funny to me. Um, the, um, the other thing is, um, Freddy, um, has a, uh, because of his injuries from getting hit, uh, with an oar by a Nazi, um, he has a, uh, he has a limp in his, uh, normal, non-superpowered form, and he needs a crutch to walk, um, but when he becomes Captain Marvel Jr., um, his limp goes away, um, his leg is magically healed, um, and... I think Billy does explicitly tell him that, like, he can't just, uh, just be Captain Marvel Jr. all the time, um, cause, like, his normal human form, like, does need to heal. Um, I think, I think this is sort of interesting. I think you could do some interesting stuff with this. Uh, I haven't read a lot of Captain Marvel Jr. comics, so I don't know how much interesting stuff they did with it in the 40s um my guess yeah is that it wasn't great that is my guess i did see a quote um from one of the uh cc beck who is the artist on the main captain marvel comics apparently um uh compared him uh to tiny tim from a Christmas Carol, I'm like, well, it's not like you know. I mean, it's not the worst disability representation that exists, but it's certainly not the best. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think a lot of it was just sort of like, oh, it's so sad. This this poor poor injured boy. Um, 
had to read a whole lot of uh, uh, words that I don't like to use to describe disabled people. Just oh, oh, used to describe Freddie just a whole bunch of times. Oh, terrible. Um, so not great. Not not great. Not great all around. Um, like I do think a version of this character, like probably ideally written by a disabled person could be pretty cool. Um, but you know, not uh not always the best. Um, the um the Captain Marvel Jr. comics were like cuz he um he got his uh his own title um like uh Mary Marvel did after she was introduced. Um, because again, people could not get enough of these, just these, these marvels. Um, marvelous. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about it was, um, apparently the Captain Marvel Jr. comics were like way darker than the main Captain Marvel comics, which were like, largely sort of, like, cartoony and fun, um, and they had, like, a lot of, uh, uh, like, like, espionage and, like, organized crime in them, um, and, like, he, uh, like, Captain Nazi became, like, Freddy's sort of, you know, personal nemesis, because he He did hit him with an oar. He hit him with an oar and he killed his grandpa, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd be pretty bad, too. And also, I'd be bad in general, because he's a Nazi, so, like... Yeah, like, if a Nazi, like, threw my grandpa in a lake and hit me in, with an oar so bad it sent me to the hospital, I would also make that person my personal nemesis. Yeah, I think it's a good call. Um, so, like, it it delved a lot into, like, World War Two politics, um, and, like, it had, like, appearances, I like, not appearances, like, they didn't personally, it's not real, it's a comic book, but, like, <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt and Winston Churchill, like, showed up in the comic book to, like, talk to Captain Marvel Jr. Um, so, like, this is, this is very interesting to me. Um, I, like, I sort of wonder if this is where, uh, like, Ed Brubaker took some of his inspiration for, like, the the Winter Soldier Bucky stuff of, like, oh, yeah, like, Bucky was, like, the kid sidekick, but actually he was doing, like, the the much, like, darker stuff so that Captain America could, like, uphold his image. Um, which, I, like, I don't know, maybe that's, like, just a coincidence, but I can't think of another, like, sidekick character that's, like, has such a uh, dramatic tone difference like that because usually it's in like the other direction. Yeah. Um, but um, so uh, he uh, did all that. Um, he also um, fun story. Um, fun piece of trivia. He was a uh favorite uh character of. Elvis Presley. Um oh. Yeah, to the point where, like, Elvis, like, uh, Freddie now is, like, blonde, I think, but originally he has, like, dark hair in, like, kind of, like, a pompadour thing that, like, Elvis sort of styled his look after. Um, and he, uh, he has, like, he, he's worn, like, uh, like, stage outfits with, like, a half cape that was, like, inspired by, uh, the sort of Marvel family look and, uh, had, like, logos with, like, lightning bolts that are, like, clearly designed to look like the lightning bolt that, uh, Captain Marvel Jr. has. Um, so, that's, that's fun. Man, I love finding out that famous people are huge nerds. I know! It's cute! Um... So, like, a lot of the times when, like, uh, in Freddy's various appearances, he's, you know, uh, 
referenced Elvis or, uh, you know, quoted Elvis or stuff like that, just as a little like, hey, guess what? <laughs> we see you there, Elvis. We we got you. Um, so that that's pretty fun. Um, and then you know, uh, he's going on all of these like uh, surprisingly dark uh, Nazi fighting teen adventures. Um, and then he, uh, along with the, uh, the rest of the, uh, Marvel family, uh, disappear for many, many years, uh, because DC, uh, sues the publisher Fawcett Comics, uh, claiming that Captain Marvel was, uh, based on Superman. And they agree to stop publishing Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel related titles. Um, and then, uh, in 1972, uh, DC goes like, hey, actually, those were pretty good. Um, and they, uh, license the characters, uh, to start publishing them in DC's comics. Um, Initially, uh, in their own sort of separate universe, and then eventually, uh, introducing them to the main, like, DC Comics world after Crisis on Infinite Earths, when they get rid of all their Infinite Earths, briefly. Um. Man, we've got too many Earths. But there's just too dang many of these things. We got infinity of them. Who needs that many? Um, the problem with Infinity Earths is even if you cut them in half, that's still infinity. Yeah. <laughs> there's really, there's really not much to be done about it besides having a crisis <laughs> on, on all of them. A math crisis. Yeah. God, for real. Um, so, um, one of the, uh, one of the things they, uh, they try to, uh, do to integrate, uh, Freddy specifically, um, into DC is there's a character, another character from a publisher who DC had purchased, um, from Quality Comics, um, called, uh, Kid Eternity, um, who had also been, like, uh, kind of lapsed around the same time that the Marvels did and had recently uh, been introduced. Or maybe was introduced specifically for this purpose. Um, but uh, he was uh, he was a boy who uh, had also uh, been killed uh, on a fishing boat with his well, obviously, Freddie wasn't killed. He was uh, involved in a fishing boat accident uh, with his grandfather, um, and when he died, the powers that be were like, oh, this was a mistake. You weren't, uh, you weren't supposed to be dead yet, so we can, uh, we can bring you back to life, but only if you, uh, agree to, uh, fight evil and do good. Um, so he can summon any, uh, any historical figure or fictional character or animal, but they have to be, uh, or they can, or mythological, I think, um, as long as they're good aligned, um, by saying the word eternity. Um, and he can also, uh, he can also make himself invisible, I think. Um, Perfect. Yeah, which is a pretty wild, uh, ability. Um, but, um... Also, how can you tell if something's good aligned? Well, you just... Especially if it's an animal. It's, you know... You know what would be useful? A turtle. Why can't I summon a turtle? Oh, turtles are always chaotic evil. Turtles, unfortunately, are um, evil. Yes. What? Uh, yeah, I hate to break it to you, kid. Every single turtle. I was thinking about murder. 
got it on their little turtly minds. Um, but, uh, so, recently, you know, TC looked at these characters they had, they're like, hey, wait a minute, both of these characters have their origins in, uh, fishing boat accidents with their, I wouldn't uh, call what happened to Freddy an accident. No, that's, that's fair. Fishing boat related incident incident uh with with their grandfather um and they both have uh abilities that are activated by saying a magic word and also that word is part of their name um and uh also whenever they activate their powers it happens with like a big bolt of lightning that's pretty weird um what if they were long lost brothers um just each with a different grandpa. With a different grandpa's. Um which like I I appreciate the sentiment. I feel like them being brothers doesn't make this any less of a bizarre coincidence. No, like I would I would accept like some cosmic bond between them. Yeah. I, I don't know if brothers makes it make any more sense. <laughs> I I I don't think so. But you know, they just they tried they tried to they tried to connect the dots there. Um I think um I don't think this is part of continuity anymore. Um they've uh, Kid Eternity has also like shown up a few times since then. Um I think they got rid of that probably because they realized that Again, it wasn't really, like, an explanation that, uh, made any of that more reasonable. Um, but it's still pretty funny to me. Um, so, um, they do that. They're, like, officially, uh, part of the main universe after Crisis on Infinite Earth. For a little bit, nobody is really sure what to do with them now. Um, Freddy, um, shows up briefly uh in the power of shazam in the 90s which is the miniseries that was uh intended to uh kind of re revamp uh the marvel family backstory uh to suit the current uh dc universe um but it um it focused uh more on billy and mary um, so Freddy wasn't a big part of it, um, and they did, um, he did, uh, team up with the Teen Titans a few times, uh, during this. He was on the team for a little bit, um, he changed his name to, uh, CM3, um, like, Okay. Yeah, like, you know, like, he's, Captain Marvel 3, like, Billy would be CM1 and Mary would be CM2, which they just do so he can, like, have a name that he can tell people without immediately transforming. I guess. Um, yeah. It's still, it's not a good name. They definitely could have come up with a better, different name for him to have. Um, but, you know. Shazam. Like Shazam, for example. Like, Shazam. Just get him back to the wizard. <laughs> um. I'm Captain Marvel and he's Shazam. Oh, shit. Oh, dang it. Huh. <sighs> okay, let's try this again. Actually, um, that would be rad if you had, like, a superhero duo where their power word is the other one's superhero <laughs> name. <laughs> That's very good, actually. What are you going to name yourself? I was thinking my power word. Well, but then you transform every time you're trying to, every time you have to tell someone who you are. What if it was my power word? <laughs> this is foolproof. Until, like, mid-battle when you're like, oh no, <laughs> Shazam! And then you ah! change back. Beans. You'd be like, oh no! Shazam, look out! <laughs> Zap! Fuck! They have to just, like, train themselves to constantly be like, Hey, buddy! Hey, Jeez! Friend. 
Hey, be careful. Shaz. <laughs> Ma- Marv. Hey, Marv. Marv. Marv, look out. Shaz, behind you. This is terrible. This is unreadable, this comic that we've created. I don't know. <laughs> you think you think it's got legs? Think it could go places? Uh, no. <laughs> but I don't know if it's unreadable. Okay. You could probably no. read it. You might not <laughs> enjoy it, but... <laughs> you could read it and then be all like, wow, that was bad. Wow, I didn't like that. What a bad um, comic I just read. Anyway, go uh, check out my new webcomic. Yeah. Shaz and Marv. Shaz and Marv. What a bad comic I just read is such a such a frequent mood. Um <laughs> so um okay, so he's on um he's on the Teen Titans. Um he uh he he shows up there for a while. Um he goes back to uh appearing in Powers of Shazam until that series ends. Um and uh makes some various other appearances after that. Um the next most significant thing um is a series called uh The Trials of Shazam, um, which happened uh in like the mid two thousands. Um, after, uh, uh, in the, uh, Infinite Crisis event, um, Shazam the Wizard, um, dies, uh, and, uh, Freddy, uh, Freddy and Mary end up losing their powers, uh, and Billy has to go and be the new Shazam, um, and so he asks, uh, Mary goes and, uh, does a bunch of, uh, uh, evil stuff that we talked about in Mary's episode, um, and, uh, Freddy, uh, has to go and, uh, try and prove himself worthy, uh, by becoming, uh, of becoming the new Captain Marvel by, uh, going on a quest to find all of the, uh, the various gods slash elders slash entities who, uh, contributed their powers to Shazam and, uh, completing tasks for them. Um, and, like, it's like, I do, um, I do kind of want to check this out now. If anybody else has read it, you should tell me if it was good or not. Um, because, uh, looking at the summary, it's very, um, it's, like, again, sort of, like, a darker tone, um, than, you know, uh, early Captain Marvel-related stuff, um, but it's also, like, all of these gods are, like, existing in the, like, just, like, uh, like, the normal, like, DC reality and, like, have sort of undercover jobs. Like, Solomon is a tattoo artist. Um. I guess. And I'm like, it does just sound like Percy Jackson. <laughs> which rules to me. Um. And then there's also, there's this, like, uh, there's this, uh, like, girl named, uh, Sabina, who's trying to take the powers for herself, and he has to, you know, like, race against her to try and complete all the trials, um, and he ends up, uh, becoming, uh, the new Captain Marvel, um, and I think, uh, I don't, know. he, I think he still goes by... Captain Marvel. I don't think they've changed it to calling him Shazam yet. Um, so he, as Captain Marvel, like, has all his powers, like, directly from the gods, uh, and not from the wizard. Um, 
so he, uh, he does, like, a decent amount of stuff while he's Captain Marvel. He, uh, he, he's in, uh, he's in a few, like, uh, Justice Society JSA storylines, um, makes some appearances in other things. He's in, uh, a Justice League miniseries called Cry for Justice, um, which is, like, sort of a a Green Arrow-centric thing, except it turns out that, like, actually it was a supervillain impersonating him, so it's like, come on. Just let, just let the Marvel family be in comic books. Um, uh, he, uh, ends up eventually also losing his powers through some, uh, shenanigans. Um, but it doesn't really matter because, uh, the DC universe gets rebooted. Um, and then there's a, uh, whole new, uh, Captain Marvel, like, origin story, and a whole new, uh, origin story for Freddy, um, where in this situation, he's, uh, one of several other foster children, uh, in the, uh, foster home that Billy becomes part of. Um, he's kind of, um... A little bit of a, a little bit of a goof, um, a, uh, an accomplished, uh, pickpocket, um, he was, uh, one of the first children placed with this home, um, and the first one to kind of, uh, become close with Billy, um, and the first one to find out when Billy, uh, gets Shazam powers. Um, and along with, uh, their other, uh, foster siblings, um, he, uh, gets Billy's powers shared with him, um, and gains the ability to say Shazam and become, uh, an adult, uh, superhero with all of, you know, the, the, the various Shazam powers. Um, He's also, he's, um, uh, he's still, uh, in this version, he still, uh, has a, a, a crutch in his normal non-superpowered form, um, which I'm slightly more optimistic could be handled well in, you know, uh, the 2000s, but, you know, you never know. Um... I did, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good in, uh, in the movie. Um, so, you know, hopefully it's like, uh, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's Freddy. I, um, I kind of, I don't know, like, like with Mary, I feel like a little bit bad that it's just sort of now like, oh, now he's just you know, uh, one of several Shazams instead of having his own kind of unique, uh, Captain Marvel Jr. situation. Um, but I think it's, I do, I do really like, you know, the, like, the, the, the Shazam siblings. And I think they make up for that by, you know, having Freddy be kind of a more, uh, prominent character, uh, in general, um, which is fun, it's cute, um, yeah, I like him, I support him, um, I think that's everything, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Hey guys, right about here my audio gave out, so Olivia will just be talking to herself for a while, sorry about that. Hmm, alright, well, we learned something today, huh, well, yeah, um, I did, I read a couple of comics, um, what I want to talk about, um, Marvel Comics 1000 came out this week, um, which is, like, a big, like, kind of huge, like, multi-writer, multi-artist, uh, like, giant size, you know, uh, extravaganza, where it's just, like, a bunch of writer-artist teams get, like, basically one-page stories, 
Some of them might have been a little bit longer. I did not read it, um, because a bunch of people in the Discord said they were, uh, disappointed in it, and it was $10. (laughs) Um, yeah, and I mean, I think probably next time I see it, I'm just gonna, like, yeah, flip through it and just, like, read all the little mini-stories that are, like, interesting to me, because I'm sure there would be some of them that I would, like, very genuinely enjoy, um, but, like, probably not enough, uh, to pay for a bunch of stories I might not ultimately care about. Or for, like, you know, a bunch of okay stories that would not add up to being worth $10 for, you know, several one-page stories. Um, some things I did buy, um, is, uh, there is a, uh, another, uh, Buffy series, um, called, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chosen Ones. Um, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, no, it's called, it's called Chosen Ones. Um, but, it ha- you know, it has, it has to have the Buffy branding on it so that you know to, uh, to buy it. Um, and it's like a, um, anthology kind of series about, like, uh, various slayers through, uh, the centuries, um, which is neat, which is something I've always sort of, uh, liked about Buffy, the, the times they've referenced it, um, and this, um, this is very neat, um, because, uh, a, um, there's, like, there's three stories in this first issue, um, by, uh, three different, uh, teams. Two of them, um, there's one longer one that's about half the book, and then two shorter ones. Um, the two shorter ones are both, um, written in the same person. They're written and illustrated by two different people, but they're both stories where the writer and the artist are the same person. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I was trying to figure out how to explain this. Um, but, um, I like those ones especially because, like, uh, the, uh, the art styles are very unique and, like, not something you see a lot in, like, you know, kind of, like, mainstream comic books. The first story is also very good, um, but a little bit more traditional looking. Um, these are especially the, um, the second one is my favorite one, has, like, a really stunning color palette. Um, so, um, that's pretty neat. If you, if you like Buffy, if you like, like, that aspect of Buffy, you would probably enjoy it. Um, you probably, you probably enjoy it anyways, because it's, you know, about, like, gals and vampires, and, you know, that's always fun. Um, and also, um, the, uh, first issue of the new, uh, Batman Superman series, uh, came out. Which oh whoa um, oh 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 whoa who's this um it is written by Josh Williamson oh uh, really yeah um met that it, dude once oh hell thanks yeah. college right on um written by uh Josh Williamson and drawn by um David Marquez and as long as it's the correct Josh Williamson. No, I mean, probably not an uncommon name, but I don't know, I don't know of another comic Josh Williamson. Um, All right. Uh, but I, um, I have been very conflicted on this from all of the previews and stuff I've been seeing of it. Um, because as some people probably know, the, um, the Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee, Batman, Superman, um, was very, very, very formative for me. It was the comic book that got me to read comic books. Um, so, like, I was very excited about a new Batman, Superman series, and obviously just in general, I love Clark and Bruce and their dynamic. Um, but it's, uh, set in, uh, the, uh, like, in the universe 
where uh the Batman Who Laughs takes place, um, and like following a lot of the events of that, and I really, truly do not care about the Batman Who Laughs, and actually like kind of generally just don't enjoy reading about it. Um, which is not, like, I don't, like, I don't think it's bad, it's just, like, something I personally have, like... It's just not your thing. Like, just really not my thing. Just something I truly have no interest in. And I support Scott Snyder, and I'm glad he's chasing his bliss. I don't care about this. So, um, I, um, reading it, um, ultimately it had, um, more of the stuff I wanted than the stuff I didn't. Um, it's, like, it's very clearly, uh, paying a lot of homage to that, uh, Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee series, um, especially in how, like, it has, like, narration boxes from both Bruce and Clark, and, like, a lot of them are, like, deliberately sort of, uh, kind of, you know, mirroring and, like, back-and-forthing each other. Um, ah, is, gotta love inner monologue parallels. Yeah, it's it's so important. Um, it does also, uh, there is a, uh, a Billy Batson, uh, <laughs> reference, um, appearance, which I was surprised by, because I was like, oh, like, I don't see, like, Shazam in a whole lot of comics, and I was thinking about it, because I was reading this, like, after I had, uh, made my notes for the Freddy episode, and I was like, oh, look at that! Here he is! <laughs> um, but, um, so, I, um, I would say to check it out, if you, um, if you, like, uh, if you're a fan of that dynamic. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I'm kind of hoping, like, it'll, uh, It'll continue, and it'll get past the Batman Who Laughs stuff, and, like, some other things can happen that I'm more interested in. Um, also, David Marquez draws a, um, a very, uh, very soft, very handsome Clark, um, which is, which is nice, which is, a which is nice to see. Um. Well, now I gotta Google it. Gotta go look at him. Look at that boy. Um, but yeah, um, that, um, that's some things I read. Um, oh, I did also, I mentioned a week or two ago that I, um, bought, um, By Chance or Providence, um, from Becky Cloonan at, uh, Fan Expo Boston, and I did read that this past week, and I absolutely loved it. Um, very, we're moving, uh, we're moving into fall. It is a, uh, terrific spooky read. Um, if you're looking for some spooky, gothic, kind of fairy tale influenced stuff, uh, as we, as we head into spooky season, uh, I loved it. Um, and Becky Cloonan said she liked my dress. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, but <laughs> it's very important that everybody knows. Um, um, but yes, I think, um, I think that's everything I wanted to share. Um, if you have anything you wanted to share with us, if you want to, um, excuse me, if you want to see, uh, what we're up to, you can follow us on the internet, all the places. Um, we have Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Instagram and a Pinterest. Um, all of those are just at Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can support us on Patreon if you feel so inclined. Um, we, uh, do bonus episodes. We have movie nights, which we're trying, uh, Trying to figure out now that Rabbit has left they're us. They're on hold for now. They're, they're, we're, we're working on it. Um, Rabbit has left this earth. Rest in peace. Um, if you have a, uh, reliable Rabbit alternative, 
Um, feel free to that hit can us stream up. things other than YouTube. Yeah, because we've uh, we've we've run into some constraints with everything we've tried so far. Um, but uh, we will do not let that dissuade you from subscribing to our Patreon. Um, because we are gonna figure that out. Um, and you can uh pick what uh topic you want us to talk about. Um, if you're not able to do that, but you still feel like you want to support us, um, getting ratings and reviews is super- Oh! We do have a new review. Oh, we have a new review! Thank you to Holly from the Shelly Has Opinions podcast. Uh, I'm glad that we can hold your hand through all these comic references that you did not understand before, and <gasps> we're helping out with that. Oh my gosh, Shelly, we are here nope, for you. Nope, Holly. Holly, from, okay, Shelly was the podcast. Shelly is a sister. Okay, Holly, I'm sorry yes. I called you by your sister's name. Holly, Shelly, we are also here I'm for you sure if you want to listen to the, the podcast. I'm sure it's not the first time. Holly, thank you for your kind review. I'm very sorry for my embarrassing mistake. We are here for you, and I'm so glad we are able to help. Um, yes. So if you, you can leave us a, uh, a review, and we will shout you out, and we might, I might get your name wrong, but you will correct me. Um, We might call you by your sister's name. We will. But thank you very much anyway. We will call you by your sister's name live on air. Um, we, listen, I, please, please, please do not let that overshadow how appreciative we are of your, of your kindness and your generosity. Um, if you, um, want to tell a friend or your sister about the podcast, anybody out there, we love, we appreciate that. Um, and, you know, just you coming back and listening and joining us. Um, we, we love that too. We love you. Um, and we are very grateful that, uh, you're here. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always... Kiss Me Soft Superman drawn by David Marquez. Oh, I would love for this handsome Superman to kiss me. Thank you. Thank you.